...looking around him. In a matter of days, he's aged thirty years. He's lost so much weight, and his skin isn't the right color. There's no hair on him. He doesn't look like Dad. He doesn't even look human. Dad deserves better than this. Edie. Megan. His voice is soft, raspy, as he raises his hand in our direction. Megan takes his hand and sits on the edge of the bed. She caresses Dad's forehead. We're here, Dad, she says, Edie and me. She looks up at me. She starts crying now, whereas I think I'm all dried up inside. Edie, come here. She waves me over. The frozen feeling in my legs roots me to the spot. My hands are stuffed to the elbows into the front pocket of my hoodie. I want to crawl under the bed and go back ten years to when both Mom and Dad were still alive when I wasn't facing real-world problems like this. My eyes connect with my sister's, and her plea and her gaze unfreezes me just enough to move my heavy feet to the bed. One step. Two steps. I find myself on the opposite side of the bed. I take my seat and pick up Dad's hand. It's cold, and feels like if I squeeze hard enough, it will shatter into a million pieces. Like my heart. Hey, Dad. I whisper. His face relaxes, and he sighs into the pillow. I'm glad you're here. I'm so sorry, Megan says, her tears spilling onto her cheeks. I wish... I wish... A small smile comes to Dad's lips. Tiny pauses punctuate his sentences as he labors to breathe in between words. Don't be sorry. He coughs, light little hacks that shake his entire body. It's... life... I want to scoff. Dad knows as well as I do that the lines between life and death are liquid, unfair, and fickle. As vampire hunters, we've all seen those concepts blur. In fact, in a desperate moment a few months back, when we first found out that he had brain cancer, I asked if he wanted to be turned into a vampire. He doesn't carry Harker blood. He could live on as one of the undead. I remember him chuckling. No, Edie, I don't want to live like that. I want to be with your mother and die as you've always remembered me. Looking at him now, I wonder if he regrets that decision. I'll have this image of him engraved in my head forever. There will be good memories of him, too, but there will also be nightmares, a different kind of nightmare than I normally have. Vampires are nothing compared to seeing your father deteriorate before your eyes. My bottom lip trembles. Dad... His gaze lands on me, and his smile widens ever so slightly. Edie. I don't want him to go. I don't want him to leave me. I love you both, he says. The tears come. I crumble faster than Megan, collapsing inward on myself. Sobs rack my body, and I grasp his hand like it's a lifeline. Mine, not his. I will a piece of my vitality into him, to give him strength so he can live a little longer— so that he'll be there for me. I need my father. Don't leave me. I cry until the heart monitor flatlines and his hand goes limp in mine. No, 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 no. Megan's crying along with me. She cries until her husband, Graham, comes in and wraps her up in his arms. He whispers to her, telling her that our father is no longer in pain. I grit my teeth. He may no longer be in pain, but that doesn't help the living. We're dealing with our own forms of pain, and it hurts like fucking hell. Right now, 
I'm stuck with the realization that not only is my father gone, but that I am helpless to do anything about it. I'm descended from a long line of vampire hunters, and I can't even save the ones I love. I couldn't stop his disease from spreading. I couldn't stop his suffering. I couldn't do anything. What good am I if I can't stop the ones I love from hurting like this? Edie, where are you going? Megan sniffles. I'm almost to the door before I realize that I moved. I have to get some air. I have to rid myself of the memory of Dad's hand going limp in my own, of the sound of the heart monitor flatlining. I just need some space. Out. I'm going out. She calls after me, and so does Graham, but I push them out of my head and away from me as I wander down the hallways. When I'm in the elevator, I anxiously watch as the levels count down until I'm on the ground floor. When I emerge from the doors and out into the open nighttime air, I gasp, filling my lungs.